This episode of The Horror Show is brought to you by Alex Pounders, Seth Holbrook, and Peanut Head. Thank you all so much. They uh, these these people donated on uh, Patreon.com slash I Hate Horror, uh, which you can <laughs> just show me fucking bullshit. Uh, <laughs> you can donate monetarily at Patreon.com slash I Hate Horror. And dude, stop. <laughs> anyway, up next, murder party. Enjoy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everybody and welcome to the horror show. Show it dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events. Sean, I'm Joe. Welcome back. I do that a lot. I do that song too often. <laughs> um, we're back again. This next couple of weeks is going to be a exciting couple of weeks. What? Murder party, but the more exciting one. Was the one I had the least hopes for. This was the old switcheroo for me. I'm more excited to talk about next week, which is SICK, an acronym for Serial Insane Clown Killers. I'm incredibly unexcited to talk about either of these. Murder Party? Did you like it? Did I like it? We're doing Murder Party this week. (laughs) 2007? Um, Yeah. Yep. Shot by Potato. It, so it was <clears throat> it's directed by the guy who went on to do Blue Ruin and uh, Green Room right which I enjoy quite a bit did you see Blue Ruin no neither have I but I enjoyed Green Room Green Room was awesome and after watching this I'm not surprised that guy went on to do such okay. a good movie agree because he, this movie is incredibly low budget and I mean it looks low budget but it's not a pile of trash my understanding is they started filming with zero dollars really yes um the budget that they did end up using was almost entirely used on the special effects that's awesome yeah i mean going looking forward to next week's movie it was probably made with the same resources if not more more right (laughs) and it is night and day and you know what very comparable time periods too sick was it 2003 right i don't i i don't even understand how it's possible when you look at this film that it was made any point past like 1994 well that's why murder party should be praised to the director's i guess that's true because sick looks like something i would make if i had no money yeah and murder party (laughs) looks like something i'd make if i had talent and no money so Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. Murder Party 
was weird. I uh, I had a hard time. <laughs> I had a hard time. Uh, I don't know. As you, as everyone knows, we use Letterboxd for everything. You can find us on Letterboxd. Uh, the easiest way is Sean.IHateHorror.com and Joe.IHateHorror.com, and that will redirect you to our Letterboxd pages because I don't know. I will never remember the Letterboxd URL ever in a million years. We'll never do it. So I did that for your guys' sake. Um, but I could not review that for the life of me. Like, I, I really liked it. But I also, I was just kind of like, I'll never watch it again. Sure. Ever. I don't care about it that much. Well, that's why, so I It did nothing to my, like, soul. And we should mention, this was brought to us, did I already mention that this was Thom Tum? No. This is Thom Tum's pick. Thom Tum and I, I think, have a very similar taste in movies. He loves the Greasy Strangler, (laughs) which I also do. I think he might have given it five stars. He's an artist. He's an artist, and he he works in theater, and so I appreciate that. And I appreciate Murder Party, but I actually, and I appreciate his rating. He actually gave Murder Party a three. That's fair. So, yeah. Um, so, but he likes it. Um, I don't know. I was just, like, so in the middle of it that I just couldn't, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I would, uh, I don't think I'd be in a hurry to rewatch it. Yeah. I appreciate what, it, like I said, I appreciate it. Um I started the episode by saying I wasn't excited to talk about it, and that's because it was very dialogue heavy. Like it felt like uh, it could have been like a Tarantino movie. A lot of jokes, a lot of wordplay. Like, yeah, it was all dialogue. I mean, I mean, because it's a limited setting. Yeah, and limited budget. Yes, actually, when you think about that, that's actually great. What a great use of fucking setting. Yeah, like an apartment. A warehouse room. You can see. And a roof. You can see things the whole time. You can see everything, (laughs) which is incredible. Um, So let's get into Murder Party. I don't know how long of an episode this is going to be or uh, what we're going to talk about when it ends in 20 minutes. It's a short movie. (laughs) It's short. One hour and 20 minutes. But also, we're just not going to have a ton to say. And it's a really good movie, so check it out, too. Check out Murder Party. Well, I just said it's a really good movie. (laughs) But, like... I don't I I would say for this see it before you listen to us talk about it. Yeah, because we'll spoil the entire thing. We'll spoil it. It's kind of recent and again, it's dialogue heavy, so you might if we talk about it, you're going to miss like a ton of the stuff. Like there's a there's a point in this movie where they're all doing pun jokes. It was a legitimately super funny scene, but I didn't write them all down. And we're going to like gloss over it and we're gonna be like well yeah it was all right and people are gonna be like that sounds fucking terrible <laughs> but it was like a legitimately funny scene it's it's i don't know it's an interesting thing did you see uh that, that dude did he play did they all play their name make make that's what i think they did yeah what, what was it how do you pronounce that Macon. 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 he just directed a movie that came out this year people are loving i haven't seen it yet what's it called uh it's like um I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, he directed that? I believe so. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, no, I've seen a lot of uh, praise for that movie. That's interesting. And he was also in Green Room, I think. Yeah, they're like old friends, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Uh, Jeremy Solner. Why can't we be famous and just make fucking... Well... Because we'd be like sick. <laughs> just Paul walking around the woods. <laughs> Poorly lit. Talking. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about it. All right. So Murder Party. And it's just a solid. It's just a well done movie. I 
I think the thing, I don't know, whatever. Okay, murder party. We're going to try and do this. We open up 80s synth, but not the not the recent uh, overused, I would call it overused in indies now, like independent films now. It's like everyone uses synth now, but they go on the higher end of the keys. Like it's like that, <laughs> like the more of the like the John Carpenter, like I liked this one because this was like the low end of the spectrum is just like <laughs> like fucking I, I don't even know how to explain it but I love I love that synth um and it was awesome uh and a great opening where it just shows murder party on the screen very old school yes uh we actually my note I liked how it started such a cool intro um and we we just see a town which ended up being <laughs> New York City uh, but it looks they made, they painted it like it was a small town, so maybe like Long Island or something like that, Staten Island, whatever. I don't, are those different? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, <Pretty> much so. <laughs> uh, outside of Manhattan Island, I have well in Brooklyn, I know, but wait, what? They're in Brooklyn in this movie. They are. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, we see uh a black envelope blowing across the sidewalk and we meet our main character. Does he have a fucking name? Christopher. Christopher never caught his name in this entire movie. Uh, steps on the envelope, picks it up, opens it up and it says you're invited to a murder party. So naturally <laughs> he fucking goes. <laughs> he, he's like, that's a great plan. <laughs> um, he goes home in a great scene where he, uh, Again, like, it's going to be so hard to talk about. Not only would I not go to this murder party, I'd probably just alert the authorities. Dude, I would... You know what? I want to say that's what I would do. At this age, yes. At 21... You wouldn't go. uh, You would not go. By yourself? No, no. Well, actually, because it said, like, you have to come alone on that letter. I would not go to that. Like, I could see, because all our friends were buffoons, (laughs) especially at that age, like, someone would be like, yeah, we gotta go. I'll just pile in a car and go. But, um, you would not go by yourself. I don't, no, I would not go by myself. You're right. Yeah, but murder (laughs) murder party, this guy goes home, and it's gonna be tough to talk about, because, like, this scene is probably, like, five, ten minutes long, and he's not talking to anyone except his cat in it. Yeah. But, it's a it's a super interesting like I don't want to say it's beautifully shot because it looks very old like it looks like it's shot on VHS even though it's widescreen and clearly digital but it's just got this like filter on it or something I don't know like I don't know what it is um, but he goes home he uh, pours a I'll tell you what this movie did make me really in the mood for Halloween really? the season I was like oh man I was feeling it. I was like, I'm ready. Yeah, our, I'm ready for October, man. Like this guy pours a giant bag of candy corn. Our man Elliot calls it the perfect Halloween movie. He does on Letterboxd. Um, and uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go say it's perfect, but it's it's good. It's good. He uh, he pours a bag of candy corn into a bowl, uh, pops in a VHS called Scarewolf. <laughs> Great name. Yeah. And then uh, this scene is yeah, like... Can we petition Jeremy Saltner to make that his next movie? Sure. Sherewolf? Scarewolf. Sherewolf. Scarewolf. Scarewolf, 100%. And then a great scene where he's like, what's his cat's name? 
It's like Sir, and he even got a credit in the movie. Sir Lancelot. Sir Lancelot. And he's like, Sir Lancelot, get down. And then it just cuts back and forth between this old ratty-ass cat sitting on a chair and this guy's Christopher's face, our lead guy's face. And they're just going back and forth to each other, cutting to these a cat's face and a human's face for like what seemed like a full minute, <laughs> just back and forth, like after a couple seconds. And then he's like, all right. And then he just leaves. <laughs> he just is like, oh, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to win. So he's not going to watch his movie. Uh, he ends up going to the back room. Uh, well, first he map quests murder party. Mm. Do you remember? Do you think map quest? There's, there's, there's definitely people that listen to us that never had to do that, right? No. no. Now, this film took place. 2007, right? I guess 2007 would have. No, 2007. I guess it was still MapQuest era. There was like flip phones and shit, though. I didn't know if it was supposed to be a little earlier or not. I was definitely using MapQuest in 2007 because I was. It was my. First, I had an it was iPhone my first for senior sure. year. Although no, maybe not. Oh no, I don't know. Holy shit, we're so spoiled. Like I feel like I've had an iPhone GPS for my entire life. No, I, I've. I got my iPhone when I was teaching. I remember I remember going to concerts with like printed paper <laughs> sheets like all over the fucking front seat and being like, "Oh shit." And then and then you just you're you're reading like the wrong steps, so you just keep driving looking for the wrong exit. Dude, I remember almost getting into an accident because I would fold my paper cuz I would I could not like I couldn't drive and look at each line, so I'd have to, like, fold my paper after every couple of steps to ensure I didn't just repeat. Dude, how crazy is that? Pre-GPS. Like, yeah. my mind can't even comprehend it now. When I was 17 and 18, I drove to the Jersey Shore and used a legitimate map. Like, a, like a, an actual road map. Dude, I think that's what we did to Narragansett also when we, when we went on that trip. I hope that's true, because that was way too late to be using a legitimate map. <laughs> that was, like, 2007. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have had a map out at one point, but that's probably be, well, whatever. <laughs> Can't trust the people we were with. Uh, anyway, <laughs> now they all listen to this shit. So. Um, he uh, takes the pumpkin that was smashed in the credits. It was his pumpkin on his front steps. Um, takes it and makes banana bread. And he also makes a costume. Or, I mean, uh, not banana bread, pumpkin, pumpkin bread. bread. <laughs> I was going to say, that's pretty impressive. Uh, he turns pumpkin He's bread a wizard. into banana bread. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also makes this insane cardboard outfit of, like, a knight's a helmet knight. yeah. and a broadsword and, like, knight armor. And it's, it's a very impressive costume. Especially out of cardboard. Especially out of cardboard. Um, and he tells... Uh, Fucking whatever this Lancelot. kid Lancelot, he's he's out of here and not to eat the food and shit. That's it. He leave he brings the bread, leaves the candy corn on the side, and our uh, knight in shining armor is on his way. Um how about this subway scene? Did this I think this subway scene is second to the entire movie of Maniac for Painting an accurate, an accurate portrayal, of New, York portrayal of New York, just next to a stupid <laughs> asshole that you don't want to be near, in like full cal- costume. So our guy, <laughs> our guy is in a night costume, sitting on the train, just staring forward, and you hear like somebody rapping, and the camera pan- like pulls out, and you just see this guy on the train, 
leaning forward, like, how do you explain it? Like the opposite direction. Like he's staring at us and this guy's staring at his face sideways. And it's just lo- like burning a hole into him with his look and just rapping at him <laughs> and just rapping and just saying the stupidest shit and just like bobbing his head, but staring at our lead character's face. That is a New York City subway. Dude, it's completely happened you've to never me. been on a subway yeah. and somebody is just rambling about like the AIDS epidemic Literally to anything. themselves. Literally. <laughs> and arguing about it. <laughs> Dude, how do you have a nonstop conversation like that with yourself? It's crazy. It's impressive. Like, this might not have even been <laughs> it an wasn't actor. Scripted. Yeah. <laughs> like, they might have been like, oh, we have to get to the other location. And then this just started happening. And they were like, uh, we should probably roll on this. <laughs> uh, but it's like a great scene. It just, besides Maniac, the movie Maniac, this is like the most accurate portrayal well, of New York City. M- no, Maniac was for that time. Oh, this, yeah, yeah. This is for this, this is time. it. Yeah. This, this is, this <laughs> this is the progression. And this really is, I mean... Less whores, more ass. I, I hung out... I've hung out my fair share in Brooklyn uh, in my early... Late teens, early 20s, I guess. I don't know. Obviously, I have a bad recollection of years and time, as you heard earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, man, it this brought back some, like, memories of just, like... The shittiest parties and the shittiest fucking people. And and we'll get to it in a minute. But this is a very... Um, this movie's like anti-hipster, kind of. Like, I, I think they poke fun at hipsters. But it's also very much made for hipsters. Which was like the weirdest thing. And it's like, it's, it's like made for hipsters that hate hipsters. Self-loathing hipsters. In my opinion. Like, that's how it felt to me. And maybe that's why it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Because I was like the fuck is this like it's not just ragging on hipsters and like doing its own thing it is very much like a hipster flick like it was weird like i don't know so anyway uh he gets off the subway and uh he gets to is, is this when he gets to it yeah oh yeah yeah he gets in he goes into this building very creepy uh industrial type building like business definitely like a business not one i would enter for sure Dude, if you saw the fucking door, and the door's closed, it's not even, like, welcoming. Right. And there's, like, two doors, and he goes through both of them, and it is terrifying. Like, you're you're right. I would never have entered this party. Going to a party by yourself <laughs> is crazy. insane. It's insane. <laughs> Let alone one called a murder party. So he shows up at this party, and there's a bunch of weirdos in costumes, and he walks in, and he's like, Happy. this guy is great. I do love yeah, Christopher. Yeah. He's so funny. The way he plays his character. He's like, happy Halloween. Thanks for inviting me. Like, dude, the invitation is not sent to your house. You found it on the ground. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> Nobody knows who you are. Dude, and everyone's staring at him like, what the fuck? Like, and you're really confused at first. Um, I did like the costumes that the people inside were wearing. Okay, we have, so we have a wolf man. Yep. That's uh, the guy that directed the movie. Macon. Oh, really? Oh, okay. That's him. Uh, then we have Paul, who's a vampire. Yes. Like an old school vampire. Yes. Yeah, like, More, a, like a colonial vampire. A gothic vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we have a zombie cheerleader. Oh, okay. Yes, yep. We have the uh, replicant from Blade Runner, Daryl Hannah. Oh, is that what that costume yeah. is? Oh, holy shit. I was wondering what she was the whole time. And then we have the baseball fury from the Warriors. Yes, which is a great costume. I love the Warriors. Dude, the Warriors is so fucking good. I kind of wish we were talking about the Warriors. Me too. The Warriors. 
And did you catch the nod to the Warriors in the movie? Uh, which part? Now I'm going to sound like an asshole because I, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, he's talking to the baseball fury and he's like, I can dig it. Alexander nice. Alexander goes, I can dig it. Nice. And little uh, nod there. Wish they played Mudvayne. <laughs> Wait, what? They used to dress like furies. Did they? Yeah. Oh, well, that's and they had a song cool called thing. Dig. Were you, I do remember Dig. Do you remember, were you at the Mudvayne show with me? I was there, yes. When he was dressed like a teddy bear it was like, with his intestines hanging out? Yes. You wonder why I remember that? Because there was a guy that was like 98 years old and he just kept telling me that he wants to die in the middle of the floor. And every time somebody would walk by, he would backhand slap them in the chest and then just stand them <laughs> down. <laughs> do you remember the old drunk? Have we talked about this on the show before? I know we've talked about it probably together. The old drunk that used to show up there was this hall called the Webster Theater. So there's two concert Still venues there. in Connecticut. Yeah, I, I refuse to acknowledge it. Um, <laughs> there's two concert venues in Connecticut. There's Toad's Place in New Haven, Southern Connecticut. So, so many more concert venues. <laughs> yeah, but those are like the main ones. The Meadows? Fuck the Meadows. Mohegan? Shit's too, Oakdale? too fucking corporate for me. <laughs> Fuck. What the fuck are you right. talking about? Toad's Place and Webster. And the Webster. Yeah. To like the lower end of the spectrum <laughs> concerts where you're going to see the best bands like Gore and shit like yes. that. Which are, to me, I always prefer Toads. Always preferred Toads. Without a doubt. Because we're like right in the middle, so we could go either way. The Webster had the, had though, characters that you would see literally every fucking concert. The 98-year-old man. <laughs> And this drunk, I don't know if you remember, he's like in his 50s. Did he wear a hardcore hat? No. Uh, no, dude, he dressed. That guy used to put me in headlocks. This guy looked like he was like <laughs> a fucking painter or a construction worker that just got off of work and was fucking lo loaded. Like you could smell the booze on his breath. And he would just go into the mosh pit and try and fight people <laughs> half his age who then just beat the shit out of him. And he would get mad. Like... Every fucking concert, <laughs> he was so fucking angry because somebody punched him in the face because he didn't know how to mosh. Like, he was not in it for the fun. Like, he was like, he thought it was like a big fight, but then, and so he'd get involved, and then he'd be really upset when somebody was like, hey, man, go fuck yourself, and punch him in the face. Then he'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I don't remember him. You don't remember this guy? No. Dude, I saw him at so many concerts there, and it was so unsettling. And, I mean, I've taken swings at him before. I'm sure I have. <laughs> I'm sure you have also. You 100% have. And I would put money that Paul has knocked him out. <laughs> Probably on multiple occasions. Maybe from behind. Dude, I can't tell it on air. But there's some good Paul concert stories. Dude, Paul. It's incriminating. It is incriminating. It's near criminal. Uh, and really, it's more incriminating. Like, people would just be like, oh, what a jerk. Exactly. But Paul's reformed. <laughs> Paul's reformed quite a bit. Since that period, Paul was just really hostile, man. He was very hostile. Trust me, I lived with him. Which was so weird because he was such a nice guy to like me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not weird. It was just me. I was the isolated incident. <laughs> but he was just always nice to me. So I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Thanks, Paul, for not beating the shit out of me, punching me in the back of the head, stealing my shoes and mosh pits. Allegedly. Allegedly. Anyway, back to Murder Party. Um, so we have our cast of characters there. And as soon as this guy walks in, you get this weird vibe. They start passing, like, the letter to each other. Like, 
there's something going on. And we see the Wolfman just from, I was like, where the fuck is this movie going? Because the Wolfman's just right behind him with a fucking with an axe? giant axe about to take this dude out. I actually really like this scene because he's about to kill him with a fucking axe, but it gets caught in like a light, what do you, a chain? A uh, yeah, like chain? a light switch. like One of the dangling chains. Yeah, one of the dangling <laughs> chap. Hanging chaps. Hanging chaps. <laughs> Wait, it was the voting thing? Yeah. It was like one of the, like with a garage light switch, you got the chain. Yeah. And it was like a big rope chain. <laughs> anyway, his axe gets caught in this. And he can't pull the axe out. It, there's no physically possible way that would like hold up the axe. But it turns off the light, right? Yeah. Yeah, it turns off or turns on the light. I don't know. One of the two. Uh,. <laughs> But the guy's no, he turns on the light. Yeah, it turns on the because light. Because he sees the shadow behind Yes, him. yes, yes, yes. And uh he sees the shadow of this guy with an axe. It's like, what the fuck? Um, and the guy's the wolfman screams, tackle him or get him. They all run up, tackle him, tie him up in a chair. Um, and it is revealed very quickly they're gonna kill this guy. What a shocker. The murder party. I mean, I was kind of shocked. Oh, come on. <laughs> Literally as, explain to you the title. As stupid as it sounds, I was expecting it to not be so on the nose. <laughs> not to be such a murder party. <laughs> uh, it was. I, I was honestly like, wow, this is coming at me really fast. Like, I, no build up to this murder party. Like, they tie him up and they're like, yeah, we're going to murder you. Sean, this is the least shocking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> anyway. Um, so he's tied up and all these murderers, though, um, you realize that they're artists. They're being very weird. One's filming him. One's taking photographs. The baseball fury is just playing his PSP on the floor. Yeah. So miserable. Dude, he's the most, he's the Charlie Brown of the group. <laughs> just fucking sitting around like an asshole. Um, and our uh, zombie cheerleader is eating his pumpkin bread, which is so funny that he brought fucking pumpkin bread to a murder party. That is like one of the funniest things. Like I'm going to a murder party. I'm going to bring pumpkin bread. <laughs> Uh, and she's eating it and she goes, are there raisins in this? Non-organic raisins. <laughs> yeah. Are there raisins in this? And he's like, mm-hmm. And she's like, are they organic? And he's like, no. She's like, oh God, I'm, al- I'm allergic to unorganic raisins. <laughs> um, she falls over and like, she's like, oh, nothing happens. So I just get dizzy. Smells like grass, cut grass or something. That was funny. That was funny. Um, and she falls over and her head gets impaled by like a little pole. That wound was kind of gross looking. Very gross. Their wo- their circular wounds in this are vile. Well done. Because uh, later on, somebody gets shot, spoiler alert. And <laughs> it was like, I was like, oh, I, I really didn't like that. Like, it looked real. Real. <laughs> like, way too real. Like, what was that fucking website in the 90s? Rotten.com. Rotten.com. <laughs> Rot- Rotten.com real. I was like, oh, I don't like this at all. And I don't like that the guy lived for like, Three minutes after, it was just like, like it really was unsettling. Um, yeah, again, it's not surprising that this guy went on to direct movies that I really enjoy. Yes, exactly. And Green Room is like I saw one review for this that was perfect, which was like, you can tell it's his first movie, but it's not his best. And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, of course. And the guy rated it like highly, um, but was How like, devastating would it be if your first movie was your best? That would, Smith. 
I love. I think. I think. I'm just saying that. I'm not. I mean, this is best. Fuck. I think Dogma is his best, honestly. But Dogma is very good. I love Dogma. I just revisited it. Marat. The writing is genius in Dogma. Like literally. I'll genius. defend Kevin Smith. I will always defend Kevin Smith. I don't like. I don't. I like uh, them all. Yeah. I like them all. I thought Tusk was great. I I rewatched Tusk and I actually really liked it <laughs> again. It's good. Yoga Hosers is good too. Anyway, <laughs> we are getting off topic. A lot on this one. Um, so he kills this. Well, he doesn't kill her, but she dies. And the Wolfman's like, "You fucking killed her!" And they had mentioned that he's screaming about how he's gonna kill him <laughs> for so long. Does nothing, dude. At yeah, this murder party, which is really funny. Like I, again, like I do think like it's well acted. I guess that's why it's hard to talk about because they're all so kind of natural. It was very. That is a great point. Which in the next week's episode. <laughs> We, most unnatural. We've, we've, we've mentioned this before. Like, why is it so hard to just behave to, to like just a person? Talk like, <laughs> like just have a conversation. Yeah. And then you think like, well, maybe like when you're being filmed, it's just not natural. Yeah, yeah. But these guys are nobodies, right? And they're just having conversations. Yeah, and they're doing it perfectly. Like even this guy freaking out that his friend just died. But blaming it on this person who's showing emotions, and he's like, "I'm gonna murder this guy now" because. We're going to murder him anyway. So now I'm amped up. The way he's doing it, though, is like he you can tell he's afraid. Honestly, like he's actually acting. The more I think about this movie and the more I think about the, uh, the sick, the more I like this movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Because this guy's actually portraying like this guy's showing you an emotion in this scene where he's like, he's just screaming, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill over and over yeah. again. But he's not he's killing, not killing him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but he does end up picking up this jug of acid that they mentioned earlier. Like they were like, we have acid. <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> so, he pours it all over. Dude, he's spraying it in his face and he's like, hi, hi, guys. He's like, I'm going to kill you. And then he feels terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was really, it's just vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> it's acetic acid. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, it smells like vinegar. It, the dialogue is really just great. Like, again, like one of the guys walks up and is like, it smells like vinegar. And then the girl's like, let me look it up. And she gets on her phone. She's like, yeah, it's vinegar. <laughs> like, the other thing, though, is no one shows, like, any emotion. Like, after that, you would expect in a movie, especially a horror movie, some dramatic. Like, that's the other thing. Like, I, nothing was, like, too over the top in it. His ra- his range of emotions is really great because it is yeah. very human-like. Yeah. Like, he's furious that somebody died. He's taking it out and then just immediately feels guilt about doing yeah. it. And then, like, but then there's, like, this other side of the movie, which is, like, they find out that this guy just, like, they just watch this guy throw what they thought was real acid all over him. And then they find out it's acetic acid and they're all just like, eh. <laughs> like no one's like god damn it or like and like they're just like oh okay well good to know like or even like why'd you bring acetic acid <laughs> why did they bring acetic oh, we didn't mention I, that i think for destroying the body mm, breaking bad style yeah i think that Put was the tub. point yeah um we didn't mention that they're all doing this to impress some some blow alexander yeah uh who we'll meet shortly uh they take their friend's body they shove it in an ice chest um which is ridiculous. But they put they, the reason they put her in the ice chest is because <laughs> they put her in the ice chest because they think <laughs> Alexander, Alec, they're like, you can tell they're really worried about Alexander. They say Alexander gives out grants for artwork. Yep. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're like, oh, Alexander's totally going to think we're a bunch of dildos <laughs> if they find our friend dead on the ground. This word dildo will be used 
nonstop throughout this movie. They they use the word dildo to explain a loser so often. I don't know if that's like Dude, a that, Brooklyn no, thing. Nope, it was a sign of the times. Yeah, it was like just yeah. 2007. Yeah, just like they were. So they were they mocking 2007 people saying that, or no, do you think, think that it, was? I think it was just in their vernacular. Yeah. Okay. Because it was it was weird. I distinctly remember. <laughs> it was so fucking weird. Like, how often they call people dildos. <laughs> like, Alexander calls everyone dildo. He's like, oh, this guy's such a dildo. He walks in when he sees the guy. A thing that brings many people pleasure. Alexander knows what they're doing. He knows it's a murder party. He shows up in just a few minutes. So I don't know why I'm jumping to this, but whatever. He shows up. He walks in, and he's like, what's up? And then he looks at the guy in the chair. Clearly... He knows what's going on. And he goes, who's this dildo? <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? I don't know. It's just, it's really like off-putting now. Um, uh, so where were we? Uh, so they put the body in the freezer. Oh, Alexander comes in. He's got a dog named Hellhound. Was that the name of the dog? Hellhound? Uh, I don't think I wrote it down. I think it's Hellhound. Uh, and, and he introduces this guy who looks like a Eastern European mobster. And he's like, he goes, this is Zyko, my new best friend. <laughs> Which is like so weird. This character was such a creep. It was, hell, so no, awesome. it was Hellhammer. 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 Yes, Hellhammer. <laughs> I might have to name my dog. Pre-Celtic Frostband. Oh, is that what it's, you think that's what it's named after? Well, it could be the drummer from Mayhem. <laughs> I bet you that's actually what it is. No. I'm sure Hellheimer's used for so many things. I'm sure it's like this widely <laughs> widely popular name. <laughs> um So Jeremy, did you name the character after the drummer of Mayhem? <laughs> the fuck are you talking the fuck about? Fuck is Mayhem. <laughs> oh, you know that band fucking ate the drummer's brain? The f- Somebody escort these guys out of here. Get these fucking clowns out of here. Talking nonsense. Um Now I want to talk to him about Mayhem. <laughs> Does he have a Twitter? I'll look it up right now. Uh, actually, the two things that came up when I typed in Hellhammer are pre-Celtic Frost Band and the drummer of Mayhem. So <laughs> there's a chance. <laughs> uh, so he walks in. He sees uh, Paul, uh, who is our vampire. He does. I'm going to tweet him right now. And yeah, tweet. it's a real-time tweet, people. Real-time tweet to find out which... Ask him... I'm going to say, hey, Dildo. <laughs> did you name... <laughs> I want you to say that to him, I do but too. I, don't want to block me. I don't want him to like, yeah, I don't want him to be upset by it. I would hope you would understand what it's about. Uh, dude, even if, like, if I had a movie and I just called everyone a dildo, the second somebody talked Call to me, me a dildo. I'd be blocked so fast. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um... So uh, what was, uh, I'll I'll keep talking. Oh, so Alexander comes in. Alexander's also dressed as a vampire. He sees Paul dressed as his colonial vampire, and for some, he's like, "Take off your vampire fangs." The guy's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He's like, "Take off your vampire fangs." So he does, and your vampire coat, and your vampire shirt. Now take off your vampire pants. <laughs> the audio is so low in this too. I think that was one of the reasons I was unhappy with this movie. Sorry, I was the audio crafting was so my tweet. <laughs> like the audio level was so low. Like I had to turn my TV up all the way. Did you have to, that problem? My audio was extremely low. I don't know if it was the quality that the I think version it's just that we were talking. watching. I don't know. Um. So 
he starts going around the room and he starts saying, you know, I want to hear your ideas. What's your art, art exhibit plan? So we're learning that this this grant is going to be for fucking Bugnish tweet. That's what you just heard. Um, Bugnish writes. Hold on, I'm not done yet. Oh, okay, he's not done yet. Um, so Alexander, we learn is the grant that he's going to give out is for an art exhibit using this guy's dead body, I guess, or the murder of this guy. So Alexander's going around asking everyone what their art exhibit's going to be using this guy's dead body. Um, Lexi says Lexi's doing video, like a video art exhibit. And these are all like, I don't know how you explain it. Modern art. Yeah. Is that, is that what it's called? Like, yeah. like, she, like she shows like, like the thing she's working on is her in a bathtub with hot dogs being dumped on her. And she's like, isn't it awesome? And Alexander's like, yeah, sure. Uh, Paul's going to be doing photography. And then they go to the uh, baseball fury. And they're like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I don't know. I was just going to cut off his dick and set him on fire. <laughs> Which is the funniest response I've ever heard. And he's like so nonchalant about it. He, This guy is the most nonchalant guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's definitely something off with him. Uh, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, we'll learn that. But like at this point, you're kind of like, well, that's a weird answer. But you just think it's a joke in the movie. But um, we'll get some more fucked up things about this. Um, we get a little monologue. Well, I shouldn't say little long monologue from Alexander talking about just bullshit and calling everyone dildos <laughs> and explaining inspiration to them. But then he reveals at the witching hour, they will stab our lead character who is still tied up to a chair. Um, they start talking. They start arguing about what food they're going to eat in another hilarious scene that I'm not even going to try and replicate because they're like, oh, we should get a cake. It's a party. And like Alexander's like, yeah, <laughs> like, and like somebody suggests pizza and he gets upset. And that's ultimately what they end up, get end up getting. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he. um Megan goes, is this the part where he goes to get the pizza? Um, well, they're about to, but our first Chris, our lead, gets freed. Our knight gets himself out of the chair. I forget how, though. I think Did they, like, cut to, like, the, the behind the chair? And yeah, he, like, yeah. He, like, somehow loose. got himself yeah. loose. Um, so he's on the run. Uh, they're chasing <laughs> in one of the weirdest chase scenes, but honestly, probably one of the most realistic because it is just regular guys. All these murderers are not trained murderers. So when this guy gets loose, they are like bumbling fools. Right. Like they are like tripping over their own shit. The werewolf is using a chainsaw as his preferred murder weapon and is running with, but it's a fucking electric chainsaw. <laughs> So he like runs out of cord and it just unplugs and he's like, oh, <laughs> he's like, oh shit. Um, our guy locks himself into a closet. You're thinking at this point, okay, so we're going to get like, I don't know, a, a change of pace. He opens the door and they're all just standing outside the door waiting for him. And he opens the door and he's just like holding a bunch of cleaning supplies and just it's like throws it in their general direction, hitting none of them, tries to run away, gets captured again. Yeah, right. And now they have him tied up with like fucking chains. Like he's going nowhere. Right. And we're back to square one, which is an interesting choice to say the least. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Macon goes now to uh, they send they send. I forget what they do. Oh, 
do they, I don't know if they go out for pizza yet, but they must have at some point. Yeah, because. I must have missed that. He makes Paul get off his, take off his vampire costume. Yeah. And then he, Alexander has sex with the girl. Yes, that happens just now. Okay, that so happens right, right so, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's going to get the pizza. Oh, okay, okay. So that's why he's coming back in. Yes. And he walks by Lexi and Alexander having sex in what? It's like, what is that? They're like in a small house. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's so weird. I thought it was a dream at first, but <laughs> I was like, no, it's, yeah. it's in this room. But you can see Alexander and Lexi having sex as um, Paul walks by. Or no, the werewolf. Macon. Yeah, Macon walks by. And uh, you can sell it, tell he's upset because yeah. he likes Lexi. <laughs> and fucking Alexander comes out and goes, <laughs> this movie is so fucking weird. He goes, Lexi's pussy screamed at me. <laughs> it is one of the weirdest fucking scenes I've ever seen. And this just makes Macon really upset. And you can start to see cracks in this. What's you can, you're getting prepared for what's about yeah. to go down in this one. Um, uh, we also, the, so the gang gets back together. They take truth serum. Which is like popular in Belarus. <laughs> they call it extreme truth or dare in Belarus. So Zyko has it for some reason. Um, and this is when they start doing the pun game. They're just like going around and just making puns. And it is so fucking funny. And then cre- it is because they're so corny. They're, they're so, so bad. And they're all laughing. And so Christopher hard. gets involved, even though he's <laughs> being held against his will. <laughs> like, he's like, the hum, hum. and they're like, oh, he's got something to say because he's like get gagged. So they go over. What was like, the first one they said? He, did you write it down? <laughs> yes, I do. He, he's like, well, first he's like, oh, I don't want to say it. He's, he's like, my moment's kind of gone. And the guy's like, it no, be funny you got to say it. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, you got to say it. And he's like, all right. He's like, uh. Hey guys, I'm having one heck of a crazy night. With nights with a K. <laughs> and no one reacts. And he goes, I don't deserve to be punished. <laughs> and everyone starts dying laughing at that one. <laughs> and then I think even Alexander's like, oh, you're my new best friend. And and also, also during the Truth or Dare, Alexander's calling so many people his new best friend. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, they inject our buddy, though. But Alexander doesn't take true serum no he doesn't he puts a key though pizza yeah well he puts it in the pizza for oh i don't know oh is that what he does i don't know know either why did he spray it in the pizza oh i think they gave it to christopher Ah. i think that's how they injected christopher i don't know why they would have just injected him instead of feeding him pizza tied up (laughs) (laughs) um this is weird they all start revealing their secrets uh the n-word starts getting used a little bit for some reason, uh, they bring it up and like they're like, "Isn't that a crazy word?" <laughs> You're like, "What the fuck?" It was really, it was really out there. And even one guy's like, "What the fuck are you saying?" <laughs> um, and then Alexander. Oh, it's also worth noting that Macon is drinking uncontrollably. Oh yeah, and he's like spilling fucking, it all over himself. He looks like Gigi Allen. I mean, not like appearance-wise, but his clothes. He's and, not covered in poop. <laughs> I guess he doesn't look like Gigi <laughs> Allen then, because there is no shit all over. Wear, wearing clothes. But this is like when Gigi Allen was like respectable. So Never. what? <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, so they reveal all this stuff. Um, they inject our buddy, and he reveals. Well, first he reveals that he shit his pants at a wedding. 
our guy Christopher reveals he shit his pants at a wedding. Uh, but then he also reveals that he's a cop, and everyone's like, "Holy shit!" And he's like, "No, don't worry about it. I like just give out people's tickets." Yeah, and he's working. like, "No one will miss me if I'm dead." And basically giving them the green light to kill this guy. He's like, no one will check on me. No one will miss me. In a fucking pretty depressing scene. Yeah. Um, Alexander then fucks Paul. Which is, that just kind of happens. He's just like, he kind of nods to him and they just, you see them fucking. Yes. And like a cocaine induced like binge where everyone's like (laughs) doing their own art. Um, It's so fucking weird. They send the... (laughs) In a, in a, and then this is, again, where the foundation, the cracks in the foundation start to show in this group. They send the baseball player outside, the baseball fury outside to make fun of his art. And they all start making fun of it in the most fucking pretentious way possible. It's so fucking lame. But we cut and the baseball player is standing inside and he's listening to everything they say. And he is fucking pissed. He's fucking pissed. Um Alexander sends Zyko out to get crank and Zyko's like don't call it crank he's like it's not called crank it's methamphetamine he's like I'll just call it crank (laughs) he's like so can you get me that crank crank is way cooler crank is way cooler Zyko's a dick Um, and then it's about time to murder our buddy Christopher and in honor Alexander says he will recite the entirety of the raven (laughs) from memory (laughs) So fucking funny, a full-on Yagenberg. <laughs> Who now owns a Bloggenberg. Oh my god, and that's the name of it, right? Yeah, Bloggenberg. Guys, don't tell him about the fucking show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wolfman goes outside all depressed and uh, accidentally lights himself on fire. By uh, lighting a cigarette. because Inside of his mask. <laughs> yeah. Which I I was like, that's weird. Why would you do that? And uh, he goes up in fucking flames. Um, Inside, the dog, our guy Christopher, had let loose Hellhammer because Hellhammer had been, like, wanting to get into the freezer. Yeah. He gets him loose um, by kind of, like, wrapping him around the chair. Hellhammer points to the freezer. Alexander opens it up, sees the dead body. I guess everyone thought he was going to freak out. Even though, to me, he would have been like, okay. <laughs> they stab him with truth serum, though, in in the middle of all this, in the midst of all this. And then they start asking him questions. And it's all revealed that Alexander is full of shit. He's got no money. He's a fry cook. There's no grant. Um, and he revealed that he was going to kill everybody in that room. <laughs> and steal their art. Yeah. And sell, sell it. Yes. Yeah. So... Oh, the plot's interesting, I guess. Um, Zyko walks in and Alexander just goes, shoot Paul in the face. I mean, this is very much like Reservoir Dogs. Very much, yeah, yeah. And it's hard to talk about, so I hope this episode isn't a total bust. Um, Tells Zyko to shoot these guys. He shoots Paul right in the fucking head. And this was the shot that we were talking about. And it's fucking brutal because Paul's just like standing there like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And finally collapses and dude so much blood in this fucking movie right a lot yeah it's insane um and ultimately chaos ensues yes (laughs) a dog eats alexander and making him somehow still alive making is alive tries to pull the mask off his face (laughs) and it just turns him into like honestly the most horrifying werewolf in movie history (laughs) like that is the most terrifying werewolf because like the mouth 
is melted onto his face. So he's got like the wolf mouth, but like a human head. Yeah. It's fucking gross. It's a really great special effects though. For this budget, yeah, that was unbelievable. Uh, oh, and the dog eats the crank, and that's why he, he eats Alexander's <laughs> legs. Um, the wolfman gets up and fucking cuts off Zyko's legs because <laughs> Zyko's just shooting everyone. And Bill completely loses his mind. Which one's Bill? The Fury. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, he goes bananas yeah. and just starts smashing everybody. He he kills our the lady, the woman in the room with an axe to the head. He kills... Who else does he kill? He kills... Well, I guess he kills everyone. <laughs> everyone that's um, living except the wolfman. Yes. So basically what happens... Because the wolfman wakes up. Right. The girl frees our guy Christopher, though, before she's murdered. That's what she's actually yes. doing as she's murdered is she's freeing Christopher. Um, as soon as that happens, like, just chaos ensues. Like, it is just... Madness, Christopher's on the run, Baseball Fury's chasing him, and Wolfman is chasing Baseball Fury because Baseball Fury killed Lexi. Yes. Are we all following? Correct. They get up to the rooftop eventually. Fucking Wolfman is chasing him with a fucking... (laughs) The electric chainsaw. Electric chainsaw. He's carrying a fucking extension cord with him. It's ridiculous. (laughs) And uh, the Fury's walking around with an axe. Uh, is he got yeah the axe, not the bat? They're on the wolf, the rooftop. Which, uh, there's a like, party, an art party. Yeah, and oh well, they discussed that there was this party across town, which I guess that's they made it there by roof. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, oh yeah, we can't go to that. It's like too pretentious. Like they were like shitting on this party for it's a shitty fucking murder party. <laughs> uh, and they go into it. Um, and I mean, there's some funny scenes. If you've ever been to a party in Brooklyn, this is, they did it perfectly. This is exactly what it looks like. Like, dude, I've been to parties like this. I've been miserable at parties like this. And I've walked to the train station in scary locations because I hated the party so much. Um, but they get to the party. And of course, it's just first they see this dude in a night costume. Then they see a fucking baseball fury carrying an axe and no one is alarmed. <laughs> Everyone's okay with it. And even when a wolf man shows up, they are okay with it. It is Halloween though. Yes, it is. Um, they go into this art exhibit. It's like a live art exhibit. Yeah, because uh, Christopher hides by pretending to be like a performance art Ye- piece. Yes. <laughs> by the way, Christopher's, the funniest scenes in this are Christopher hiding. Multiple times in this movie, he tries to hide behind Why things. is he still wearing his costume? I wanted to criticize it, but it's clearly a choice because it's so funny. Like, it's so stupid. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just saying I know, for the but characters. You would, you would clearly take that off <laughs> in a second because he would have not been found ever. They go into a party that's so <laughs> fucking crowded. All he would have had to do is take off his costume. No one knows what he looks like. They're all looking for the, the night. They're all looking for a stupid cardboard night. All he had to do was take off his costume, but instead he's still running around in it, hiding behind things that are much smaller than he is. Like, you just see his entire head behind these things. And, like, he goes to this art exhibit and hides, and he even turns to, like, the people that are staring at him, and he's like, I'm hiding. (laughs) Uh, But the baseball fury comes in and just fucking slaughters this room with an axe. It's fucking brutal, man. Like, 
axes to the head. And oh man, the gore is amazing in it. And he finally he corners Christopher. Yep. But Macon. We see Macon. Macon was on the roof. And he sees like that they have lights up there. And he's like, oh, I could plug in my chainsaw and <laughs> kill the baseball fury. And then falls off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and we see that. From the room that they're in, the art installation room, we the see chainsaw's hanging. We see Macon fall, and the chainsaw extension cord is hanging. And Christopher's quick thinking grabs the chainsaw and fucking just starts chainsawing the shit out of Baseball Fury's head. <laughs> and everybody that's still in there thinks it's an art piece. <laughs> well, everyone's dead. There's, the, there's a few oh, survivors. Oh, and then, more people that come in. People are coming in yes. to view it for the first time because yes, it was like closed off to the public. And we see somebody being like, oh, they're ready. And so like all the the audience, I guess you'd say, is coming in and they're like, oh, this is really interesting. It would stink in there. <laughs> Could you imagine the smell of blood? Yeah. It'd be, Irony. Yeah. Um, And then uh, we see Christopher grab a guy's cell phone. He dials 911 says it's for you and walks away um there's a weird little scene at the end of this we see him walking home covered in blood um gives him his chair back well yeah did you notice like that scene where he throws away his medication did you see that no so a couple times his watch goes off in this movie and he always has to take this medication he takes it they did like a close-up of the bottle but i couldn't make it out i'm guessing it's like anti-anxiety medication or something but he just chucks it like he's not taking it anymore. So I don't know if there was like a lesson or a message in this movie that was like, just go to murder parties <laughs> and you won't have anxiety. Anymore. I don't think that's the message. Um, but he goes home covered in blood this time. Like you said, uh, Lancelot moves for him. He sits down, turns on Scarewolf, and the grossest scene in movie history Starts eating candy corn with bloody, dirty hands. Yes. That's gross. Gross. That's the fucking gross. <laughs> Take a fucking shower. And you know what's honestly the worst part? It's like he was pro- touching railings and shit in New York City. That is way more disgusting yeah. than the blood, the blood from the murder party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all of that on those. Holding things. a subway pole. Like, and he's fucking eating candy corn. Holy shit. Honestly, how often do you think those subway poles get cleaned? Never. Right. <laughs> right. Dude, they, honestly, they're probably so filthy that the bacteria just eat each other. So, so they're probably sterile. I agree. It's probably I think, safe. I, it probably is safe. It's like when it's like when they say like the toilet seat is like the cleanest. Yeah, because place in the bathroom, dirty butts just kill all <laughs> like, the bacteria. Yeah, everyone, well, the, no, it's it's because everyone's ass is actually clean because it's not like exposed or anything. It's all yeah. the shit we touch with our hands. It's dirty. Right. So the pools would be disgusting. Yeah. But oh yeah. So many dirty. <laughs> You, you just true. hold the poles with your ass cheeks. <laughs> It'd be all clean. Dude, that sounds like something from the future, if you ask me. <laughs> Butt cheek poles. Well, guys, I hope this episode was good. If how, not, long, how long did we... Blame Thom Tom. Hour. Yeah, blame Thom Tom. Blame Thom Tom. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, it was good to watch. This is a very popular movie. We get a lot... I, I would recommend watching it. A lot of people have requested it to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like, you know, unheard of. Actually, I posted a review where it's like, I don't even know if I want to, like, put the little heart on it on Letterbox, And he's like, just do it. It's like, no. <laughs> Tell me what to do, man. <laughs> I forget who it was. I think it was our funny Bush Moose, maybe. I forget. Wait, what a Bush Moose? I think that's who he wrote that comment on my Letterbox oh, okay. review. Bush Moose? 
Is that his name? Yes. Okay. I, don't know. I, I, think was, think, I was thinking Booski. Oh, no, 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 no. Not our good buddy. I was Booski. like, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's it, man. Murder Party. I would definitely check it out. Well, yeah, check it out. We didn't ruin it. No. Um, I didn't want to ruin it for you, so like, we left a lot of it out. Again, it's one of the movies, like we said in the beginning, I wouldn't be in any hurry to ever rewatch. I've seen it, and that's that. But people like it, and it's not its not really polarizing. Everyone's kind of got it in the same thing, where it's like, no, it, it's, it's a decent yeah. movie, but they all like it. Like, it's like, they'll rate it mid, middle, the road, mm-hmm. three star, but then lo- love it. Like, you know what I mean? To it's, me, three star is like, like... Oh, yeah, I agree. I'm cool with that. I give it two and a half, but... Yeah, that's, that's really what Because I was feeling iffy about it, but... I like that. Usually you'd give it, like, a 4.5 and be like, man, that's not that good. <laughs> one. <laughs> Joe's fixing me. Yeah. <laughs> Joe is fixing me. Um, so that's it, guys. Um, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. If you do, send me an email, Sean at IHateHorror.com, and I'll send you some stickers. I'm out of them now, though, so don't send me an email. Uh, but I'll, I'll order some more this weekend. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash IHateHorror, IHateHorror.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter at IHateHorrorShow, Instagram, and Snapchat at IHateHorror. I'm at JoeV421, Bootnish1985, and Horror Show Joe. Anything else? I'll probably put the hats up sometime this week, so look for an announcement. I'll, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll announce it now. I'll do it tomorrow, Wednesday. No, I'll do it Friday. <laughs> no, no one ever. Oh, not everyone listens on Tuesday night. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm tell overthinking this. <laughs> lecturing me. <laughs> All right. Is that it? Yeah. All right, man. So for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. I can't believe we did it right this week. 